And welcome everyone back to the Anime Declassified Secrets Podcast. I am your host, Miguel Moreno, and I am joined by Resident JoJo's expert, Mason Picard. P- uh, Picard, but yeah, the- hello. How's everyone doing? Pretty good. Also with us is Connor. Howdy. Anthony. Yo. And the chief himself, Rizwan. What's up, guys? How's it going tonight? Pretty good. Uh, today we are discussing the second episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5, where we are finally mm-hmm. given the tremendous, tremendous opening. Oh, God, it's beautiful. Yes. It was it is so great. It was, I, it was perfect. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I think out of all the openings, visually, this might be my favorite one. Right? So mm-hmm. when I first started watching that opening, I was like, oh, wow. This is a typical JoJo in opening. But then it got better. And it got more better. Yes. And then it kept it's getting like, better. Like, and then, like, every time, tingle! <laughs> yeah, You're just like, waiting for that one, like, Yes. Every yeah. five seconds, it was just getting better. It really yeah. ramped up well. They They knew what they were doing. Now, I can't confirm because I... Because I was I was into JoJo a long time ago, I didn't read Part Five because Part Five didn't really have a very good translation. I wanted to wait and see what would happen. Well, now that we have this, I'm getting more into it. And from what I understand, there's some pretty good foreshadowing in the opening. Oh yes, most definitely. Those I just all I can say all I can say is I have a friend who said oh I saw this thing and grabbed my chest and screamed no when they foreshadowed it in the opening oh, oh yeah god. it did that's, oh my god that's Those, what they that's what oh good uh, I was gonna say that's usually what they've been doing with like a lot of the openings since like part uh part three with end of the world they just foreshadow a lot of what's gonna happen to a lot of the main characters and. You no, know, they, did, they did it in part two. They did it in part two I, as well. I was gonna say they they've been doing it for a while. I mean, we saw the ending of part one with the mask falling into the ocean. Obviously, D- what happens to Dio and Jonathan? Part two yeah. with uh, Caesar's Haman bubble. Uh, you know, they do that a lot. So when you after you get done with each part, you go back and you see the opening, and you're like, "Holy cow!" They yeah. foreshadowed a lot. Yeah, because I did. I went into the first two parts of JoJo blind. I know a little bit about part three, but and um, I read ahead of much part. I read part four on the manga and part five and part six, so I knew what was going to happen for the, each of the each of the parts from then on. So I literally came into JoJo's knowing nothing. One of my really too. good friends I work with told me to watch it. But then he started controlling my life a little bit on how I watched it. So I couldn't watch any YouTube videos pertaining to JoJo's until I was done with the entire thing. And so like one day I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to forget that rule because I really love the music. Right. So I'm, I'm at work listening to the music and he walks by and looks at my screen like, Riz, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm listening to JoJo's music because I love it. No, no, Riz, what version of the song are you listening to? <laughs> so he took my mouse, looked at YouTube, was like, Riz, stop that video right now. And I'm like, but I've heard the song before. <laughs> no, no, no. Trust me, I'm doing you a favor. 
<laughs> and then come to find out a few months later when I finished it that the ending of the song was altered around the end of the se season to have more stuff added to it. And that was the version I found on YouTube. Uh, which oh, was it, was For, it great uh, part three? Was it part three? Oh, oh yeah. No yeah, part three. Out. Where to do the, uh, the world -o? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, oh, they, they, so, they get the voice actors to do the, the fight yeah. scene. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't know what I was watching. I was like, hey, this is a really good song. I love it. I want to listen to this while I'm working on stuff. Nope. <laughs> no. Not today. So then after, so then after yeah, I was like, it's, it's good because like, uh, I knew if he had considered mm -hmm. a spoiler in, the, in some versions of the opening, I would have been like, okay, cool. He never told me that. Right. I feel so. like a spoiler warning ahead of time would have been a little yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, when well, days I'll be I've never seen an anime do that. Oh, like, yeah. have y'all ever seen an anime do that before? Because I've never seen an opening do that. I've seen like, foreshadow things. Eh, it depends like, on which, like, which show. Not nah. just that, but kind of changing the opening is all uh, not too often. Like they may change the visuals a little bit, like in terms of new characters, old characters. But what they do in uh, JoJo's, where they like kind of integrate some whatever's going on into it. Like I didn't know about. Uh, the world stopping the intro when I was watching part three. And so when that just came up, I'm like, what? Yeah, that kind of put to me out of the blue. I was like, whoa, like, I didn't expect that and, to happen. And that's why I regret yeah, listening from... to the full version of Great Days, because uh, throughout that, I just like hear backwards going. And I'm like, what? Why is this going back in time? And then when I see Bites of Dust, I'm like, okay, I know what's going to happen in the next opening. It's just... <laughs> I just watched these blind. I didn't. I didn't watch them ahead of time. Yeah, I, I watched the opening. Part least. one through four. Because, like I said, I've not read part one or two, but I have read a little bit of three. Because I watched. I watched the OVA of, of three as well. And oh, I've read the manga four and five and six. So I know a little bit what was going on, but I, I'm going in blind when it comes to part seven and eight. I have no idea what's going to happen with that. Oh, see. Right now with the, the JoJo's fandom is every time that there's a new opening, there's always a constant fight over like what they think is like the best one. Everyone everyone I've spoken to or like, you know, in the JoJo's community has always said it's either great days or like the uh Sono Chino Sadame, the mm -hmm. uh the first one. Yep. And that, now everyone's saying like, you know, forget our opinion about this, like, the new opening for Part 5 is, like, top tier. Mm. It's really good. You know, I know a lot of people who like Bloody Stream. I was gonna say, I think I see Bloody and, Stream in great days. Funny, and funny thing is that, um, Coda, the guy that, that sung uh, Bloody Stream, actually did sing this word, this song as well, Fighting Gold. It's, it's really, that's really funny because people are saying, like, oh, we like the this new version, this new Coda song better than uh, bloody stream and I'm like, guys, it's the same person, but okay, cool. Man, Blade, Blade's, Blade's, I like Blade's, Blade's okay to like a like a different song more than like somebody else because because like, it's made the same person. It's a different song, it's a different you know music you know with the different instruments are being integrated into the song. So I could see why they're like, oh, I like this song, but I like this song. Even though it's by the same person, the 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 music and the lyrics are just different. You know, not to be like, hey, I like this song better than I like the other song. Yeah. Case in point, 
Ride the Lightning, best Metallica album. It was released in 1984. Way better than the Black Album with Enter Sandman release in the 90s. Yeah, there you go. That's another podcast. See, I'm I'm one of those (laughs) Injustice for All heretics, so... Ah, That was another good one. I'm actually actually kind of excited because, you know, this season there's a lot more uh, music references than in you know a few of the past seasons because literally um a lot of the characters are weirdly named after foods and now all there there's gonna be like so many more music stands that like i was very excited reading the manga i'm like oh there's a lot of artists that i'm enjoying that they're gonna be referencing here comes the copyrights oh oh (laughs) oh, yeah copyrights are gonna be insane and i'm like Good luck getting around those guys. <laughs> like, Superman is not an amazing name. Like, I don't know if you guys um, talked about it in the last podcast, but there was actually a uh, part five video game that came out in Japan. Mm-hmm. In it, early- yep. mm-hmm. it was for PS2, yeah, I believe. Yeah, PS2. That sounds familiar. And the reason. The reason it never got came came out in America was because of Prince and his co- music copyrights. Yep. yep. Really? So I think like, is yeah. very protective about his stuff. Very. Yes. So now yeah. that you know, it's it even tougher now that Prince sadly rest in pre- peace Prince peace. Great yep. artist, he Well he no, the, on. no <laughs> he's his music copyright now is like there's a reason that all of his like work is now on Spotify because, you know, yeah. He mm-hmm. just Decided he, he died. Yeah. yeah. So now yeah. it's like it's free reign. Exactly. It's yep. why a lot of his unreleased stuff finally got released. Uh, just because he's like, well, if I'm gone, you know, there's no point in hiding it. Uh, so, but back in the nine, 90s, early 2000s, when Prince was still fairly big, <laughs> it's understandable why. And, you know, not just Prince, but we have. A lot, and I mean a lot of stands named after uh, bands in this one. And bands, music, man, like songs, songs albums, albums too. Teams. Yep. Unfortunately, we've already seen this in Bruno Buccellati's stand. Zipperman? No, I will uh, never call it that name. Yeah. So I love Zipperman. As Please, for those for those not in the know. He when Bruno Bucciolati reveals his stand during this fight in the train, he calls it Sticky Fingers. You can hear this in Japanese. However, because Sticky Fingers is the title of a Rolling Stones album, and the Rolling Stones are still around, uh, they decided to change it. Change it to what? Now, you could have done this in a certain thing like what they did in part three. Jay Guile. Well, Jay Guile is an artist. The Jay Guile Band. Mm-hmm. They changed his name to Centerfold. Uh, which is a song by the Jay Guile Band. Still keeping a reference. Or Oingo and Boingo. They translated the name in the subs to Zenyatta and Mondata. Zenyatta Mondata is an Oingo Boingo album. Actually, it's what a police album. Oh, it's a police album. Yeah, yeah it's a police album. <laughs> uh, so... What do they do for uh, for Sticky Fingers? Zipper Man. <laughs> no, no, it, it makes me worried for like the the upcoming characters because 
there's a lot of there's like a lot of stands I want to talk about, but I feel like it's going to be a little spoilery for people who are just keeping up with the anime. Mm-hmm. But the yeah. main villain stand is a one of my personal favorite '70s prog rock bands, uh, King Crimson. Ah, uh, yeah. And I'm just worried about like how they're gonna what they're gonna do with that because people are saying like, oh, they could just say like Crimson Emperor or something like that, but it's like, no, King Crimson is actually the only one. Is like the only musical artist who's acknowledged uh, JoJo's. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Being, them being referenced. Like, their front oh, man. Really? I, I know that. Yeah, their front man, Robert Fripp, and uh, actually made a post about it on Facebook like a year or two ago, and everyone in the JoJo's community lost their mind. Because, <laughs> like, the, the running joke in the fandom is how does King Grimson work? So, to, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because. Actually- even if, even when the episode comes out, we're gonna be like, we still don't know what, what he does, what he does, what his ability is. <laughs> oh no, I have, I have all my King Crimson memes saved for that day. I'm good. Um, <laughs> yep, the, same, the answer to it is the same as why do kids like Apple Jacks? We just they do. Just, they just, they just do. It, it just, it just, it, it, just works. it just works. It just works. Yeah, it just works. But, but like, I'm really hoping that they're the one that that's gonna be like the one stand. They're like gonna be able to be like, oh well. We got blessings from the band to use the name, so let's let's do it. Right, but sometimes it just comes down to the band may say it's okay, but lawyers and whatnot. Uh, those, like, like, even like, if even if they say it's okay, like the lawyers and stuff, like uh, no, 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 this is, this is yeah. It's not so much that the lawyers; it's like the music label they're signed to. Like, uh, yeah, it's oh, yeah. weird because it happens a lot with uh, fan games, like even when. Uh, famous examples with Nintendo. It's like their lawyers always do it just like out of habit, just like out of instinct. Like they see something they have the lawyers, you know. Well, and a lot of that is because their contract basically says in uh, in ambiguous terms, mm-hmm. if you see anything, you need to hunt it down and stop it. Exactly. Pretty much like with the YouTube committee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, they're like, "You don't ask questions; you just do it because that's your job." And that's what it says in your contract. When the contract is that vague, you're not gonna ask questions because Reggie or whoever is signing in your checks, and yeah. you're gonna you're gonna hit it because that's and, what you do. And the same thing goes for musical artists and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's like they have their lawyers, you know, ready because oh know, yeah, your name your your name See, basically is, you know, you don't want that kind of ruined. Like, it they may make an exception, or they may just kind of forget about yeah. it. And so, whenever it happens, they may be able to tell their lawyers to back yeah. off. But they may just <laughs> go Crimson Emperor like they did in some of the games, mm-hmm. just so you know they just avoid any kind of legal things whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. See. Like, I'm just glad that Iraqi didn't name anybody after anybody from Death Row, like Ice Cube or NWA, because then we know there wouldn't be a lawyer. See, Suge Knight would just show up at his house with a crowbar. Oh, and... I uh, I actually, in part five, there is I was gonna say, uh, a stand named after a rapper. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know it's I was about too. Uh-oh, did Suge Knight hear about it? Because he's not going to be happy. Well, I guess it doesn't oh, matter, because he's going to prison like, Oh, he's going to come in and like, shoot Araki's kneecaps out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the rapper was an East Coast one, so Suge Knight would have gotten oh, okay. the East Coast rapper first. Yeah. Then Araki. 
Yeah. He he be traveling all the way to Japan. This is just book some Asian dude like what he at? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. But yeah, uh, speaking of Zipperman, that fight between Bruno and Giorno. <laughs> oh wow! That fight though, oh my God. That, I was... love the fact that like it wasn't just a typical like just punch punch fist kick type of fight. It's like all about strategy. Like, That's what I love like, about part four onwards. It's just strategy. Not just that, but you know, most of the time whenever and this is more towards Giorno, whenever we see the protagonist, you know, go into a fight, their whole thing just rapidly punch someone. You know, Jotaro Star just... Platinum? Punch. Shining Diamond? Punch. Giorno? I have to think this through real quick because I have no idea what my stand does. I don't know how his zipper man does. So he was fighting tactically. You know, they were dodging. It was like watching a boxing yeah. match between those two. Like, like, you know, it's cool. It's cool knowing, like, because we all remember how Joe uh, Jotaro was like, oh, I don't know what a stand is. But he, he kind of knew I can attack with it. I can oh, yeah. get stuff with it. I know it well, has. Well, it sounds like an. Whereas I think it's Giorno, kind of instinctively for them. Yeah. Whereas Jorno is so far removed from his stand, he just doesn't understand it. And I really think that's a neat approach. Him learning about the stand and not looking at the stand as a thing that has powers, but as a living creature that follows him and has a life of its own. Well, that, that, that's that's the thing is like he with goal experience. He all he knew about his stand was just oh, I could make living things out of things out of non-living mm. things and you know deflect attacks but and all he knew about uh sticky fingers was just oh it can create zippers on anything yep. how can i use this to my advantage and right. the 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 punchy through that like kind of knocked bruno out of existence kind of yeah oh yeah that's when he realized oh i have the Oh, it can do this now. Cool, and that's that's funny enough. Something that people didn't like about uh, Goal Experience going in later in the series is just they felt like Araki kind of forgot how it worked. <laughs> <laughs> so they're good. So this is basically like, oh, I'm relearning my stand all over again. <laughs> Pretty much. Because he never really experimented his stand like that. He kind of just like, well, if you do this, I'm just going to use, use it this way and, you know, and just move off. It's like the kid in the fight. And it's like kids in the fighting games when they first get it. It starts like massing the A button and like punching, punching, punching. But then over time, they're like, if I press B, I can kick. But if I yeah. do A and B, I can do it. Funny you say that, Riz, because Jodo did the same <laughs> thing when he fought against one of the. Uh, <laughs> Dark not for his name. Dark oh, Brothers, wait. yeah, Dark Brothers. One of the Dark Brothers, yeah, yes. Yeah, yep. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, it's um, exactly like that. It's the kid. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then with Giorno, it's just he goes for like the character that like, you, when you button mash, you just find out like the secret hidden attack, and then it's just like, oh, I can one-hit KO with this. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like it's like he uh it's mm-hmm. like he did the uh I'm trying to remember who it was in Soul Calibur who like if he just button mashed and like it was the it was like the crazy 
uh, dude with the swords, and like he used them like to walk on. Used to walk uh, on. Baldo. Baldo. Yeah. Oh, Baldo. He was like he was, he was basically Valdoing it, where he's just like, I'm just gonna button mash and just see like how I can OTK with this. <laughs> yeah, and the stand abilities are getting uh, more very complex. You know, we're far removed from my thing can breathe fire. My thing stretches. Now it's like, I, th- I can create, I can go into things with these zippers and hide or take control of them and I put think- things in you and whatever gold experience does because I, I still don't think they're done showing us what its full extent can be. Oh, no, no. They, they're they're going to expand on that in later chapters. Um, from my point of view, I've, I know like Part three was just the basic introduction of like these are what stands are. They're basically your your punching ghosts or your fighting spirit personified, and they get cool powers based on like your on your subconscious or your conscience. Yep. And now yep. it's just like now basically you have to be a theoretical physicist just to understand like even one of their abilities. Yeah. Yeah. They're getting crazier, so I can't wait to see what the other ones say. Introduce the guy with the guns. That looks like a fun one. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh six yeah. pistols. Yeah, yeah. With Mista. See, I'm I'm more excited to see um, Purple Haze in action. That's oh, gonna me be too, cool. man. That's gonna be the craziest yet, like most depressing fight. <laughs> <laughs> so. You know, they're changing up the fight. Uh, but before they actually went into the fight, we saw more of Giorno's backstory. And from what I understand, the first few episodes are showing some things out of order than how it was in the manga. Yeah, correct. Yeah, it, yeah manga confuses me from compare her to this. Um, there, This is something that they've done before. A lot of times they'll show things out of order to do a a decision based on pacing. Yeah, story flow. Which I, I, mean, I have actually had people who loved part four because they did that when they showed, I guess they showed the thing with the salon mm-hmm. out of order. But when they did that, it really affected the pacing in a positive yeah. way. And so yeah, the pacing was a lot better when I watched the anime. Yeah, like mm-hmm. the um, in part four, they had like the full day of like everyone having their own individual fights. But they, mm-hmm. what they did was they put they actually put it out of order but it worked yeah and that's the that was the day where uh we had uh cheap trick uh the tower and then the book or was that something else i think I know you're talking. Not, the, not the book yeah, but the, the guy book. who turns the guy who like turns you into paper essentially yeah that's i think that was all in, that was all in the same day mm-hmm. oh rohan not Rohan. No, no, no. Um, oh, no that, Ro- Rohan had the guy on his back. Oh yeah, the cheap trick. The uh, the stand where it's like, mm-hmm. if you if you like, if you turn around and like, you know, tell someone about I'm, I'm I exist, they'll latch onto the person you tell or who sees it, mm-hmm. and then you die. Correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that was actually Which pretty is- cool. The way how that worked. So, uh, if they're doing it out of order for kind of pacing purposes, 
I'm all for it. Because mm -hmm. yep. it would have been weird to see. Because if I remember, Cinderella was after Shigechi's death. In the manga. Yeah, Cinderella was after Shigechi's death. So you put that kind of order in the anime. You go from kind of Shigechi's death, how it works out, and then to Cinderella. Kind of a very, very uh, different shift and change in tone. And you could actually, actually, if you think about it, it makes you kind of care about these characters more, even though, they, yeah, they they still like don't have much screen time, be assured, but. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you actually get yeah, you you get to get see more get feel bad for these characters when they do meet their end. You're like, oh wow, like this mm -hmm. girl died from such and such episode. Like, yeah, because you know if she if they if they did did like introduce her after she gets she's death, it'd be like, oh well, this oh well, well she died mm -hmm. like she was in one episode, whatever. Uh, but then you wait and you're like, okay, so she was she was in an early episode. Okay, then you were like, oh. That's the girl from last time. You know, you can mm -hmm. go back and be like, oh, okay. Make sure, it just makes you just go back and think, oh, that's the chick from my last episode. But yeah, uh, anyway, back to the original thing before we went on that tangent. Right. Yorna's backstory. <laughs> uh, kind of just explaining how how he shaped the way he was. You know, with Josuke, they had that like brief little thing where he saw a dude with the same hairstyle that he thought it was cool. But in this one, you know, he sees the gangster and we see that the gangster, even though like he helped Giorno, he still, you know, was doing bad things. He wasn't a righteous dude, but Giorno saw the way he was working, and he's like, you know, he's trying to keep the streets clean by whatever measures he deems necessary. And that's that's actually something that I, I find really cool is that like they're they're pointing out like the the everyone thinks the Italian mafia is just like running drugs and guns and like all kinds of stuff like that, but they're actually very opposed to the drug, the drug trade in mm -hmm. the mafia. Because if you remember movies like The Godfather and mm -hmm. yep. the big uh, other films, films, that one, and, and yeah. God and Goodfellas, and also Goodfellas, Goodfellas, which actually, they, yeah, Goodfellas actually like this is, takes a lot from Goodfellas if you think about it. Because they, because if you remember the from Goodfellas, they said. We'll do everything else. It's just drugs we will not touch because that's dirty money. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the 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 scene with the guy with the guy that Giorno saved is interesting because he's just said we we don't want to touch the the dr like drugs here. We it's, it's turning into an epidemic. We don't want to have any part of that, and they want to get rid of the people who are instigating the drug trade. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they're showing that, like the mafia. Granted, they're they're doing a lot of shady stuff. They actually still kind of care about people and don't want to see people die mm -hmm. to you know the the drug epidemic that's going on. If you and got then, a bunch of junkies spending all their money on drugs. They can uh pay up the big Tony and give them the protection. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> that was amazing. That's all I, about, I, uh, I'm running on a voice actor yet. Right. Um, I am not a voice actor because I'd have to move either to Texas or Vancouver. Or New York. I'm sorry. I love Texas, but it's only too freaking freaking hot for me. And so, like, keeping up with, you know, he saw, you know, the gangster shoot the guy because of the drugs. And so you get at the end of the episode, 
and they bring that up again. It's like, mm -hmm. Bruno, your guy is selling drugs on my streets. Your, your boss is selling what, the drugs. What I loved about the flashback was the fact that like they actually showed everything. Because in the manga, you only saw like a little bit of like pieces of information. You, you didn't really see visually what was going on. But here, it was animated. You saw what he was going through. What Joe was going through. You saw what he did to save that kid, to save that, that dude. You mm -hmm. saw everything. Yeah, um, I've I have a friend on Twitter who's big into JoJo's, a JoJo cosplayer, and she was talking about how, oh, they extended that part for the yep. anime. Yeah. That's really cool, and mm -hmm. I didn't know that, and I think that's really interesting. Yeah, they actually extended a lot of stuff, like um, like uh, Giorno's stepdad. Mm -hmm. They the the part where he's acting nice towards him wasn't in the manga at all. Oh wow. Mm -hmm. It was only mentioned, but it wasn't, but it wasn't shown. That's, no, no, it, you know, that's, no, no, no. In the, no, in the manga, it only said that he was abusive. They never yeah, said... Uh, yeah, exactly. It's like they never showed him actually abusing him. They just, they, yeah. they just said it. That's what I meant. That's, that's what I was talking about. Oh, yeah. Well, and yeah, that's and, one of the things you gain, I think, when you go to an anime. Um, you do get to visually explore that. You do get to do more... Um, when you get to show as opposed to tell, there's a lot more that you can bring to life and a lot more. There's more that you can infer. And when you have a when you're able to fill in the blanks like that, you're able to really, really like hook people even more than you would before. Right. Yeah, and I like that they've been taking advantage of that. Yeah. And that's that's the thing I've loved about um, JoJo's itself is like there's so much you can work with that Iraqi just gives you like the template and like the ba the bare bones and he's just like all right here's what have here's what i have an idea for in this series this is how i'm going to present it in my manga if you guys want to like add on that go ahead kind of makes me excited for what they going what they might try to do for part 6 Oh, parts! Oh, God! Even parts seven and eight. Like, I hope that they, if they get to part eight, they just explain so much because part eight is just so confusing. I've heard, I hey, in part eight. whatever. Nobody, still, nobody knows what's going on in part eight. Part eight is like even in my panels, I just, I just tell people like, part eight, your guess for the plot is as good as mine. <laughs> I heard two things out of context that I guess could be considered spoilers and still maybe not even spoilers. Bug fights and rock people. And, like, that's that, all. That's that what I heard. No? Yeah. It, it all, well, bug people, bug fights, rock people, and fights over fruit. Mm-hmm. Ah. So, common Rider game. Yes. Um, but also, it's basically, part eight is what people are saying is like part A is basically part four in an alternate dimension. So ah, okay. And the manga yeah. is also called Josuke Higashikata. But and, returning and, uh, the and, part, and, we're returning the part five. Yes, we're still <laughs> ways, ways Anthony, out. We from have so part many tangents. I know. Yeah, we are still ways out from part A. I think it's just the That's nature the of you and I being the same podcast. We we're we're like 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 with Stan users we're just drawn to tangents. <laughs> I, I'm but sorry, it, I love going on JoJo's tangents. It's just my favorite thing to talk about. Oh no, that, that's that's exactly that's, what we do in this podcast. And every other podcast we touch, 
It does get if there's the a rails. tangent, we will find it. Yeah, but we aren't Ozzy Osbourne. We got to keep the rails on this crazy train. So returning the part five. Sure. Oh, I like that transition. I'm surprised they haven't actually named the stand after that crazy train. <laughs> oh, just you wait. But, oh boy. <laughs> uh, part mm-hmm. five. So one character that's sticking out to me already more than Jorno, Bruno. Oh my goodness, that yes. guy is uh, he's Bay. Like, just kind of the way his attitude is, and uh, like I don't want to say arrogance, but just like the way he handles himself. You he's, know, he's he, very professional. Mm-hmm. He is a stone cold gangster, and he is well aware of it. This guy mm-hmm. knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Just like the way you know, going from the end of episode one into episode two, you know. Giorno, you lied to me, and now I gotta figure out why. Like, he immediately did not hold back. That is the taste of a liar, Giorno Shabana. The classic tongue scene that we get, we're gonna get in every JoJo series. <laughs> oh my god. Well, there's already a combination of Kakuine, Rohan, and Bruno, which is something I didn't know I ever had to see in my life. But it happened. Yep. But you enjoyed it too, I bet. Oh, yeah. But Bruno, just like stone cold gangster. But you can tell he, like a lot of Italian mob, uh, mobsters, like has that whole thing where no, like drugs is the big no no for him. And, you yeah, know, like, like, Joe's a bad guy. Drugs a bad guy. And so it's exciting kind of to see how that character keeps going forward. Because in typical JoJo's fashion, after the two guys fight, they come to an understanding and decide to team up. So I, and really, I really... Well, go ahead. I really hope... I was going to say, I really hope that, like, the next episode is just, like, we get to see everyone. Because that's going to be so fun. Right, because they've been showing these guys off for so long and and i get it you don't want to introduce everyone at once but you know you see them in the opening you see them in the endings you saw their character preview oh and we'll, we'll, we'll get to the ending we'll get to the ending and, and... oh we'll get to the oh, ending we'll get to that in a bit <laughs> but i was, I was jesus i was gonna but, say like they're they're hyping up everyone because like when they announce like who the voice actors are for everyone like I was just like, this is like the best casting I've ever seen. Right. And as someone who again doesn't know too much about the characters in part five, just like seeing some of the voice talent they got for it, I'm like, yeah, no, I can see this person playing this. Like, 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 Izuku, like when you get, like Izuku when you get two of the big names, mm-hmm. when you get two of the big names from My Hero Academia. Yep. To to voice. Um, two characters that everyone loves it's just like and then my thing is i'm also a huge Yu-Gi-Oh fan so when i found out they yes. got the voice the voice of yuya from arc five to be giorno i was like mm-hmm. yo i'm on the boat immediately let's go like, let's get like, on this I boat. Even... well i think you're on the boat even before i was indeed on the boat before I am right. on the Berserk boat. <laughs> it, it went from i was on the boat to i am on the boat eight months in advance now Oh, I've been on the no, boat for like years. First, first class, high perks. Let's go. And then, and then the boat sinks. 
We ain't on the Titanic yet. No, I'm talking about Titanic. I'm talking about Dio's boat. <laughs> and we've come full circle. Minor, <laughs> minor explosion. Won't derail minor this explosion. boat. Minor explosion. Won't derail this. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Episode 2, overall, just, like, amazing. And it does the thing where you, you kind of want to keep seeing what's going on. It's like, all right. It, it's, we... it's, it's, it's oh, just, like I said, it's building up that sweet, sweet hype. Right. So, just keep Jor- going. Jorna says Let he's joining the game. Oh, go ahead. The fight direction, the camera work, and the art direction for the fight sequence with the slow motion sequences and the really good use of CG. They're really, really pulling out all the stops. They're doing very, very well. I feel like, and I like that we've been is, seeing this. It is one like, of the more popular parts over in uh, Japan side, so yep. it's I understandable like, why they're going for it. I feel like they've gotten like the biggest budget that they were allowed for this series. Oh yeah, because when because when it's Japan's favorite, they're yeah. just like they're just like they just handed it's like they just handed them like eight briefcases full of money and it's just like here you go here's you your budget have fun <laughs> because and they know that like those blu-ray sales are gonna like ching that's gonna oh, yeah, be because, tons of cash because the, the part four uh dvd sales were amazing because they included oh, yeah. the the rohan ovas so oh, yeah so I'm what waiting i'm hoping on those is, becoming available legally. so what i hope so what i'm hoping is there's actually, um, you know how they have the like the the novels and everything that are like people are like oh they're canon they're non-canon whatever. Mm-hmm. What I'm hoping is that they have the Blu-rays, but they're actually going to have um, one of the novels, Purple Haze Feedback. I have heard about that one. Yeah, that's the only. I think that's the only part five. Um, no, I think there's another one for part five, but that's the one that everyone says, like, if they're going to do like what they did with the Rohan books, that's what we want to see done. And that would make logical sense for like to spike those DVD sales. Because, because I was talking with one of my good friends who has a friend in Japan right now. And he's saying like the part five figures are like flying off the shelves. Well, yeah, I mean, it's oh, an anime just came out. And yeah, some yeah. of those figures are very they're, top they're, notch. They're, they are going to be expensive, especially when they um, like start oh, selling yeah. them online. Yeah. Ooh, they're going to spike. Like, well, oh, yeah, yeah, like a few months before the like the series aired, like a Giorno figure was like 60 to 70 bucks. Now mm-hmm. it's probably be like 130, 140. Yeah. Yeah, no. Good luck. <laughs> right. Good but, luck with that. But what I loved about the fight as well is just it, it it's how how the pacing of it worked to where it's just like just everyone throws their punches. Cool. Then they activate their abilities and it's like okay, that was gonna that's gonna get a little a little crazy here. Mm-hmm. And then just the way the fight ended, Jorno doing a throwback zoom punch on Bruno 
to get his senses into overdrive again. Basically, just to smack him awake. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, you know, the fight ends. He joins uh, the gang. And we get what's probably the weirdest choice for a song ending. Yeah. With Midnight. <laughs> <laughs> weird ending. Dude, I cannot tell you how many times my mom listened to, listened to this song growing up. Well, while, while I was living there. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's funny because it made me think of the the song that makes me that connects to this also is a uh, that song "Pony" by Genuine. I was thinking the exact oh same thing. Oh my god! <laughs> so for me, when I was listening to it, I thought it was gonna be "Pony" too. I was like, I was like, I think it's a pony. It's a pony. For me, I'm just like, I know, I know. They, Every Oop. did they go out of their way to literally get a song by a group called Casey and JoJo for JoJo? Yes, wrong. That's what I'm guessing. <laughs> but then I saw the group artist name, and then did some research, and then that group actually split off from the main group who does uh, Part Five's ending, uh, Jodasai. I'm like, yep, that explains why I could tell almost right away mm-hmm. what it was. And I'm like, why? Why? I I didn't find it to be bad, but I, it was just like one of the more like. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Appreci- I'm not gonna appreciate this song later on in later parts and parts of this uh this this of this uh, season. So I'm just gonna be like, this is weird. Why are you playing this when that person, you know? <laughs> see, see, I know everyone <laughs> in the fandom was like, hey, they were having their fingers crossed, like Gangsters Paradise, or like uh, people were another- begging, like, please get Paradise, think Gangsters Paradise. That would have been a perfect thing, but but. Because like, I think they just went off of it from, oh, th- it's gangster. They're dealing with gangs. I'm like, y- y'all do realize Gangster's Paradise isn't, a, isn't like glorifying gangsters. It's like, no, this is rough and probably not the good life you want to live. Yeah, that's yeah. Ex- that's ex- that's like that's kind of what I think they would want to do because like some kids are probably going to see this and they're like, oh, I want to join the mob, and it's like, no, don't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and. Uh- I don't know. I never thought we were gonna get Gangsta's Paradise because it's like with a song that popular. Do you really think they were gonna be able to swing the rights for that? I don't think. Oh so. God, no. I doubt like, it. I, yeah. Like I like yeah. I was amazed. Like first season, they got like roundabout by yes. I'm not because Warner yes. Brothers owns Yes's catalog. So Did it really? I thought, yeah. So I thought it was gonna be another Warner Brothers kind of division song. See, I was looking Which it up. Which is why like, they had Universal on there. See, I was like looking up songs that like would have made like a bit more sense in like a two thousand like two thousand one context, and like there was like some Lenny Kravitz that would have made sense, or like um, someone but, said like, man, if they really wanted to meme on the fandom, they should have put All Star by <laughs> Smash Mouth. I know, right? That, yeah. That's like the second time oh my God. in a row they're trying to go for that. See, people are always going to go... Dude, eventually people are going to say they should put Toto's Africa into something. And, and Well, here's, here's the thing. I think that it goes perfect because, I don't know, man, you see all them oiled-up Italian dudes fucking mm. flexing. You see all mm. them flexing. And, hey, the opening song is right. You wake up feeling horny if you see Bruno Bucciolati. 
Affleck's <laughs> in it. You see Jorno. I mean, they got those. They already they're looking like, like they're, they're pulling like their shirts 15, off. Though. <laughs> Bruno's 20. Yeah, but like Jorno's like 15. Narancia's like 12. Man, there's no way Narancia's 12. That dude looks too jacked. No, he's like, what? Uh, 12, 13. Now, let me, let, me go, let me go look this up real quick. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it's still the oddest choice. But at the end of the day, it's not our call. It's not David Production's call. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm Papa, happy with like It's I'm Papa Araki's call. And if Araki oh. says, this is what it is, I'm like, I agree with you, Araki. Let's go. He's 70, like, 17. Man, I busted up laughing, and I think it's a hilarious choice for the ending, and I'm pleased that I don't care. I yeah, like, he, he, I like. He's it. seventeen, so you're good. <laughs> oh, I boy. like. I I will also say, I really liked part four's ending. Oh my goodness! I oh the Savage Garden. Part, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the right lead away, singer, Savage Garden. The lead singer from Savage Garden was like really into that. Yeah, he <laughs> liked it. He's like, hey, check out our single. It's uh, the it, ending for this show. Yeah, he was basically like, "Hey, oh, hey, look, um, a royalties check, and I can buy a house again, like, <laughs> like, what, like what, like what Ween did whenever the SpongeBob movie used Ocean Man. They were just like every at every show, they're like, they're gonna they introduce the song, like, oh, look, this is a song that uh, the royalties check helped build our house. But yeah, no, so it was an interesting choice. I'll, I'm gonna get used to it." Jodasai is probably going to have like a top 10 single in Japan next week, just like Savage Garden did when I want you. That uh, was shown to be part forwarding. And then, and then yes is roundabout and walk like an Egyptian. <laughs> <laughs> and last train home. Oh yeah. That's, uh, that's so, going to be, it's just like, good. I'm like, I'm just like, uh, I'm just like David productions slides a briefcase full of money. If you can make King Crimson popular again. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they will. But yeah. wrapping this uh, podcast up, overall, I think we all agree. Episode two, top notch. Oh, yeah. Absolutely so. Oh, yeah. I'm real forward. pumped to see what they do later on. Looking oh, forward great, to episode three. Uh, my cr- I don't know if it was because it was just uploaded that day, but. I didn't get a chance to see what the upcoming title for episode three was because I think it's like the the the, the man uh, the gangster behind the wall, um, mm. where it's um how Giorno gets inducted into the gang and it's just like it's a crazy it's this crazy like initiation right baby and it actually has <laughs> what people say is like one of the most terrifying stands in the entire series. All right, oh, yeah. I'm, um, I'm game. Named, named after uh, 70s metal group Black Sabbath. Yep. Sign Ooh. me up. I am oh, yeah. excited. Um, I'm, I'm going to be interested to see how they animate this, because that's going to be pretty epic seeing yeah, that one certain of my friends, stand in, in action. Yeah, one of my friends oh, yeah. has been posting this picture. He's like, this meme I made like three years ago is finally going to make sense to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, right, I'll look forward to that. So he's he's starting to hype it up. I I'm excited to see what he uh, what Jordan is gonna do to get into the gang. It's it's gonna be lit. Very lit. I'm ready. 
My ready is body. It's also also what my statement is a bit of foreshadowing. So, (laughs) (laughs) all right. Well, I guess that is a. (laughs) I guess that is about to do it for this podcast. Thank you, everyone, for swinging by. Uh, Any final closing thoughts before we wrap up this bad boy? Uh, We'll start from top to bottom. Go with Anthony, Connor, Mason, and then Riz. All right. Um, I. Definitely enjoyed this episode, and my gosh, Fighting Gold has got to be, like, visually it's beautiful, but also the song itself, it just feels so, it's a lot of passion in the song, you know, no pun intended. It's just, <laughs> there's so many things about this spot, this, the animation was great, the backstory was amazing, like, I get to fully see it, like, just firsthand of how, how crazy his life was, well, is, and I, I loved it. Five out of five. <laughs> if, we were, if we were scoring, if we were ranking it five out of five, I'd rank it five out of five. Kinda. You know, I'm really, really impressed with the art direction, especially. Um, I'm a little bit of a movie buff sort of guy, so any kind of like visual direction, art direction, camera work, although we're dealing with an anime, so we don't really have camera work per se. There sort of is. There's angles. I mean, our eyes are cameras when you think about it. So, like, just the scene construction and the art direction is really, really solid. You know, I like how the fights are. I like just how they're really using everything to their advantage and bringing stuff to life. Like, in part four, they were doing some amazing scene transitions. And this time, they're doing the sort of cinematography thing. And that's really, really amping me up. And so, man, I'm all for it. I like when JoJo's gets into the kind of the the offbeat, the strange, the uh, the more bizarre, I guess you could say, no pun intended. Or uh-huh. was it? Uh-huh. That's yeah, the stuff I'm, I'm gearing up for, and that's what I love about JoJo, and I hope to see even more of it in Part 5. Mason? Well, coming off of um, pretty much the solid Part 4, and having read part five suffering through all those terrible terrible scans <laughs> i i am loving everything about this i am loving like prior to becoming the anime i love part five was always like in my top two jojos so seeing seeing everything going on right now is i'm loving it i love the i love the fight it was the pacing was perfect it was a good introduction to what the stands have like can do and like how they can like basically just upgrade themselves whenever the character learns how to use their their ability. Um, just Bruno just being the a wonderful introduction to what how the how the mafia's organization he's joining is going to operate. Um, and just Jordan's backstory. It was it was so hard. It was like with the extended scenes, it was just so heartbreaking because, you know, my first thought was just like, really, this is the person that Dio chose to be to bear his kid. All right, that's that's fine with me. <laughs> um, and then just setting up for everything that's going to happen on later in the series, I'm just excited to see like the quality, like the quality of the art, like also is just beautiful and stunning and i'm like i wish more series could be like this but 
there's only one JoJo's. And there can honestly, only be one. There can only be one. Um, <laughs> but I'm excited for the rest of the series and seeing how they're going to pace everything out because they said in a statement it's going to be four chapters per series. Well, four chapters per episode, and they're going to do 39, 39. episodes. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm just like, I'm going to see, like, I'm excited to see a lot of the fights. I'm excited to see if they're going to expand on other characters' backstories. Yeah. So far, I'm going to say this episode, solid. Five out of five, ten out of ten. Let's, let's see where it goes, boys. Not too much water in this episode. Riz. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to keep mine short and simple because I feel like they've already said everything you can possibly say. Five out of five, ten out of ten. I'm going to give this a gold star. There, I'm different. Look at <laughs> me, I'm different. A gold experience <laughs> um, star? I, I, yes. The gold fighting gold star? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed those a lot. I came into this like a year ago and have never regretted any episode I've seen. Even in the beginning when everyone's like, you're going to hate part one, but if you get through part one, you can love part two. I have I'm never said like, that. Bruh. I'll be honest. Okay, if you anyone tells you that. to hate part one, I can understand liking everything that came after better, mm-hmm. but hate? Nah, part one no, I can never works part one. so well. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> part ahead, one, so... Speedwagon's Bay. So after, after I finished episode two on Friday night... I realized a friend of mine had not seen part one. So we started playing it and I'm like, okay, you may not like it as much as you like the other parts, but part one is really amazing. And he's like, okay, let's watch it. And we got through four episodes before we all had to part ways. And dude, we loved every second of it. Uh, At some point I'm going to drag him on to do his little rant because he has a rant that's just extra special compared to what we do. Which I'll tell you all about offline. But anyway, <laughs> I love JoJo's. It's amazing. Uh, I'm on the hype train until the train ends. I may watch. I may. I may watch the manga. Wow. I may read the manga at some point, but <laughs> haven't decided yet. I like not knowing what's going on. I like being surprised. Yeah, uh, you like the the, so, the, yeah. the running in the blo- running in the dark approach. Got it. Well, and honestly. <laughs> If Viz is going to continue publishing the manga like it is, by the way, it's worth it. They may cost 20 bucks a volume, but boy, are they nicely put together. Hardcover, baby. Hardcover. Uh, Hardcover hard and colorized. Anything mm. that was colorized originally when it was first published is colorized in these hardcovers. They're absolutely beautiful. Please go and buy um, them if you want the manga. I, I own all of them. I can confirm that it is it is worth. It is a worthwhile oh, yeah. investment. I just own parts one and two, working on part three. But I I think in Japan I own none of it obviously part four. Mm-hmm. But anyway guys. Well that's cool. As everyone else has said, awesome episode. Yep. Looking forward to next week. Oh yeah. We'll catch you guys all next time here, and we'll keep on fighting gold. Till then, you guys enjoy. And Later. Thank you for swinging by. Bye. See you. Adios, Later. everyone.